Welcome to the Happy Home Birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. What does it feel like to give birth? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 154 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today I'm tackling perhaps the most elusive question about labor. What does it actually feel like? I can't wait to dive in. Before we do, I wanted to ask a quick favor of you. Would you take a screenshot of this episode? Once you've listened in, share it to your Instagram stories and tell me your favorite takeaway. It's one of my favorite ways to engage with you to hear exactly what you're learning. And let's be honest, it's a great way to get others interested in home birth too. And huge shout out to this week's reviewer of the week, Making McKenzie, who wrote my favorite birth podcast. When I decided to switch to a home birth somewhere around the 17 to 20-ish week mark, I wanted all the education I could get my hands on. I wasn't fearful, but there was still a lot of unknown. Through listening to this podcast and finally jumping into Happy Home Birth Academy in my third trimester, I feel so empowered and equipped for my home birth. I love the positive birth stories, the examples of what can happen when things go, quote, wrong, and the assurance that good midwives know how to help and what to do, and the encouragement Caitlin and her guests offer in each episode. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. If you will email me at caitlin at myhappyhomebirth.com, I'd love to send you a Happy Home Birth Podcast sticker. And this episode is brought to you by... Happy Home Birth Academy, the premier childbirth education program for home birth mothers. Join me as we systematically prepare for your home birth through eight modules that cover every aspect of the pregnancy, labor, and birth journey. Walk into labor feeling like McKinsey, empowered and equipped for her home birth, not anxious and nervous. Head to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash happy dash homebirth dash academy to join or click on the link in the show notes. All right, let's dive into the meat of this episode. What does birth feel like? So here at the beginning, I wanted to share with you some of the ways that my followers and those inside of the Happy Home Birth Podcast community described the sensations of labor. I had hundreds of responses between Instagram and Facebook, and some of them were hilarious. So we're going to go through that, and then I'm going to talk about some of the most commonly used words that I heard, and then I'm going to do my best to describe how I felt the sensations of my own labors personally. And then we're going to talk a little bit about how you can prepare for your coming labor. Okay, so some of the the, the phrases used to describe the sensations. We've got intense pressure and surrender. Intense, powerful, thrilling, euphoric, power. Someone else said just that, a sensation. Waves of pressure, pressure, productive, intense, but in a good way when you know how to channel it, which I think that's such a great point. Knowing how to channel it is where the emphasis should go on that. Intense tightening, pressure and power, tightening, pressure more than pain. I like that as well. Intense Charlie horse in my stomach. Then someone said strong tugging, then total release, repeat. 
I think that that is pretty accurate to how I felt contractions to be. Then someone said, my body was in charge and I needed to submit to it instead of resisting it. Amen. Another person said, an out-of-body experience for me both times. Totally agree. Someone else said, all mental. Have to have endurance of the mind. Yep. Waves of energy pulling my body open. (laughs) That feels right. We've got intense pressure and slightly uncomfortable, but nothing unmanageable. Waves of intensity followed by breaks of calm and serenity. And then my good friend Madeline, who is also a midwife, said there are no words. (laughs) I think that was probably also the most appropriate comment. Then we've got pressure, intensity, and back labor is similar to muscle spasms. And then one of of my favorites, and I slightly edited it just because of um, explicit language, but as if my butt was going to explode, but it was such a healing and transformative experience. A tight belt squeezing around my waist, like a primal urge, and poop cramps, if you know, you know. (laughs) And then gas pains. And then the last one that I'm going to share, achy, intense pressure, heavy. I think all of those words, really almost all of those, I feel like I can relate to in some way. Oh, actually, that wasn't the last one. There's one more. It said, this might be the hardest question on earth to answer. So hard to describe. I completely agree. I feel like it's just so elusive. Like, how do we really pin it down to words? So we're we're trying, though. So now I wanted to talk about some of the most commonly used words. We had intensity, pressure, power. These were used so frequently. And when we put these three words together in context, I think it's really helpful for us to understand that this experience will not likely feel light and airy, though maybe it will for you, but typically it's not. It is heavy, as someone said. This is grounding work. However, that's about as far as I can get with these words because they're so open to interpretation. And I think that's what feels so bothersome to mothers who want to know what labor and birth feel like. It's very intense. Okay, how? I don't know. It just is. Obviously, it doesn't seem helpful upon first inspection, but I think the vagueness is actually quite important. Why? Because I have no idea what the heck labor is going to feel like for you. It's clear to me through the vast swath of interviews that I've had, the actual qualities of labor can vary so much, not only from mother to mother, but also from birth to birth as one mother. So with that being said, I'm going to rely on my own experiences along with some of those detailed descriptions from my listeners. So Understand that this may be nothing like how it feels like for you. So you're just going to have to take that for what it is. But with my first, I remember when my contractions were transitioning from the sensation of Braxton Hicks into a more true early labor contraction. So it was where the Braxton Hicks had more of a dull surface sense of tightness I noticed the early labor contractions feeling a little bit deeper and lasting a little bit longer. As early labor progressed in my first labor, unbeknownst to me until later, I also got to experience contractions that were not 
really causing progression. So these contractions were doing their darndest to realign my daughter, whose head was stuck in my hip. So they were still very helpful. They just weren't pushing her down into the birth canal because she wasn't over the birth canal. Those contractions felt really quite similar to the contractions of active labor, though in hindsight, I see that the difference relates to where the energy was being directed. Once she was finally more properly aligned at the end, the energy went straight down for me. So it was kind of like the energy was still there both times, you know, and during both parts of my labor, but it was very directed and very specific once she was in alignment. So that energy went straight down and before it seemed kind of to diffuse around my pelvis. So as I say all of this, I feel like it makes no sense. (laughs) Maybe that's helpful in its own way. Um, But during transition with that baby, I can certainly relate to the sensation of being lost in the waves. You know, so many mothers talk about waves of contractions. And I think that we can use that example in a several different ways. You know, there are the waves that rise and then come back. So like in our contractions, you know, it, it peaks and then it recedes. There's the feeling of riding the waves. So it's more of that feeling of uh, being almost not in control, but being very aware as you ride those waves. And then there's the kind of like being drowned (laughs) or just, you know, being underwater at least and kind of pummeled from side to side without much ability to direct what's going on. I think that different labors, different parts of labor and um, different mothers experience that, you know, obviously in so many, I'm going to say different again, different ways. (laughs) But I think the wave the wave imagery can be helpful. It's just that it may mean different things to different people. So during that transition, I was actually in my tub and not my, not the birth tub, like my actual bathtub. And I do remember the only thing that I could think about was just like being lost in waves. And I did know that I would get a break after each contraction, but I did, it did feel like kind of just being tossed about in the ocean. Truthfully, I know there was physical discomfort in and around my pelvis, but that's not what stands out to me. The mental aspect is what I remember way more vividly. And then as I progressed through labor, once my water broke, my baby went from the top of my pelvis. She had finally gotten her head over the pelvic inlet. So she went from the very top straight to the perineum. I mean, like in the blink of an eye. I am not kidding. It was the most insane feeling. She throttled down like a rocket, which didn't hurt, but I do remember that it totally knocked the wind out of me and my hands flew down protectively to protect the perineum and my body began to push on its own. Now this is going to be fun to explain. I myself and other moms that I know have described fetal ejection reflex like throwing up backwards. And with that birth, it really is the only thing I can truly think of that relates. It's an, I must act on this urge. I cannot not act on this urge. That's, that's the sensation. And my body just pushed. And there's so much beauty, I think, in the calm peacefulness of 
breathing your baby down and gently releasing her into the world. But there's also something pretty flip and majestic about your entire body launching new life out of you. It helped so much to have my hands supporting the perineum too. And the water provided great counter pressure, but I did instinctively know that my body needed a little bit more from me. And maybe that is because of the force with which I was pushing and with which that phase was occurring, I just knew that I needed hands protecting the perineum. And that was, it was really cool to know that that just kind of happened on its own. So crowning, which came next, was a pretty odd sensation. I would say it sort of felt like a rope burn for a few moments, um, which, you know, it's like, that's not unbearable. It, it wasn't, it, it's, it's tight. It's obviously a big thing moving through a small space. It's tight. It feels like kind of like stretching, burning, but I don't, I don't remember. It's so short too, that it just didn't feel like, or at least mine was so short. It didn't feel like that big of a deal. Um, but yeah, so I would just say a rope burn and I was so excited. I think at that point and surprised to finally be at the point in labor that, that, that sensation just did not really upset me. Um, something that I was not prepared for though, was the sensation of my baby rotating inside of me before her body was born. Now that also didn't hurt, but it was such a massive movement that I was convinced that my midwife had taken her, her like entire arm and reached inside of me to pull my baby out. And she didn't, (laughs) it was just the rotation and then sheer release once her body just slid out. Relief unlike anything I've ever experienced before. With my second baby, my earlier labor contractions felt a bit stronger from the beginning, but I could tell that they, like my first birth, weren't effectively pushing my baby down towards my cervix. And I knew that this time much faster because I had the previous birth to compare it to. So I was thinking, oh yeah, this is sort of what that was like. So yeah, I knew that they weren't really pushing her down towards my cervix. And those contractions felt like a mix between a Charlie horse and gas pains. So once she did move down, thanks to a well-timed enema, the contractions were immediately super effective. And it felt like a big old water balloon was being pushed really strongly against my cervix, which I guess is kind of like what was happening, really. And that was just a huge change for me. When the contractions go from feeling very much in and around the torso to feeling like all of the energy is being channeled straight to the ground. It really is, I mean, it's such a powerful, amazing feeling. It just energy, That's it's just so much energy being channeled. So I remember feeling uh, that with each contraction, I wanted to sink my body even lower to the ground. So I was kind of hanging from my husband's neck. My arms were around his neck and I would just basically be dead weight once the contraction would begin to peak. And that allowed the pressure of my baby to be applied even more to the cervix, which it's an intense feeling. I mean, it, it really was intense, but it was not painful by any means. And then transition did not feel nearly as lost in the waves as it did with my first. 
And I do feel confident that much of that was due to the mindset techniques I'd cultivated and now share inside of Happy Home Birth Academy. I just felt so aware of what was happening. Like I was part of the planning committee instead of someone who just walked in and it was happening to them. I was part of it. And that really helped me cope with the sensations, even if they had been exactly the same sensations as before, just kind of feeling like I was a part of it made it a lot easier to swallow, I guess. And then pushing was also very different with that birth. The urge to push came on slowly. So I felt the need to give like a slight oomph at the peak of contractions for quite some time before my body was totally ready to slip fully into that pushing phase. Have I mentioned that birth is fluid? <laughs> There's the phases are not, those aren't real. Come on. It's, it's so fluid. I also felt like the pushing phase was more gentle the second time around. I was able to back off and let my body gently release more so than with the first vomiting up backwards experience. And I do think that that alludes to the fact that each birth will feel a bit different and unfold a bit differently. So there you go. Did that help at all? I hope so, but I'm not sure because like I said, I feel like it's just, it's so hard to put that experience into any type of verbal container. Like it just almost just won't allow you to. So I did my best. I hope that that's helpful. But now I want to tell you how to prepare for something you can't possibly fully grasp until you're in it because you can in fact prepare. The key is that instead of solely focusing on what labor might feel like and planning for each specific feeling that you might feel, we can focus on the remedy. And the remedy is going to be the same, in my opinion, for everyone, no matter how the sensations actually present. So we can begin to prepare when we understand that clearly, based off of all of the descriptions provided before, the range of normal labor experiences is vast. The sensations can present in many different ways, and we can't know how they'll present until they do, and that they are in the realm of normal. And then, knowing all of that, we learn to relax. We hone in on relaxation of both our minds and our bodies. And when we let the thoughts calm, we can also let the muscles and the tension calm. It's really what all of the different methods of childbirth education are trying to get at. Maybe except for Lamaze, I feel like that one's more active, but, but hypnosis, Bradley, certainly inside of Happy Home Birth Academy. We've got to learn to let go of every tiny little bit of tension and just melt. You see, our body is going to do what it has to do to bring a baby from inside of it to outside of it. Once we realize that we can't stop the train and that trying to only leads to more discomfort, we accept the fact that we've got to surrender. Seriously, you really don't have any other good choices if your desire is a physiologic birth at home. Surrendering also allows the interplay of hormones to work together unhindered. So you'll be able to make your own pain relief drugs, beta endorphins, simply by allowing yourself to relax more and more. 
And I believe there are so many ways that we can encourage our minds and bodies to relax. And we certainly go deeper into those inside of Happy Home Birth Academy and the Home Birth Collective. But for now, I just want you to focus on the big picture. Know that you just can't fully know it until you're in it, unfortunately, I'm so sorry. And know that that's totally okay. You can prepare anyway. And if you're looking for a way to prepare for your home birth and motherhood journey in the deepest, most intimate space, surrounded by mothers with the same goals, ideals, and desires, I want to remind you about the space I'm in the process of creating, the Home Birth Collective, for like-minded mothers to come together, support one another, and deeply ready themselves for all that pregnancy, home birth, and motherhood have to offer. With access to an expanded version of Happy Home Birth Academy, prenatal centering calls with my favorite midwives, tons of expert trainings, and coaching calls with me, and so much more, my goal is basically to create my dream pregnancy experience and then have you join in on it. So if this sounds like it's right up your alley, if you're the mother lion looking to tend her cubs with confidence, make sure you go to myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash collective to be the first on the list for new information, or just click on it in the show notes. Okay, my friends, I hope that you're enjoying these solo episodes. I'm really enjoying the process of doing something different. I'm going to be releasing these for the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned. That's all I've got for you for today, and I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.